Conservative Talk Radio in Eastern North Carolina. You're listening to the Carolina Cabinet. This is the morning show your daddy wanted you to listen to. Hey, 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 good morning and welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. My name is Nat Robertson and I will be your host as we discuss the news and the newsmakers. We're going to play a little bit of music, we're going to talk to, and we're going to talk about the movers and shakers around Fayetteville and Cumberland County. Our mission is to bring to the airwaves a common sense voice on the right side of the issues. Our Cabinet members this morning are Pastor Joshua Goodman. Good morning, Fayetteville. Good morning. And... Mr. J. Antoine Minor. The bishop. Yeah, yeah. The bishop, ladies the and good gentlemen. bishop. Raise an offering for saying <laughs> Come on, bishop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, listen, check us out, message us, like us, follow us, share us on your favorite social media outlet. We are at the Carolina Cabinet. And if you miss an episode on The River 106.5 or on Carolina Country 100.1, you can certainly pick us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast broadcaster. We appreciate you tuning in for the next hour or so. Hey, don't go far. We'll be right back. Here, yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> Since 2012, Joshua Goodman has been the senior pastor at the Cliffdale Christian Center, a dynamic church and ministry located in West Fayetteville. Join our friend Pastor Goodman for a podcast or a live sermon in person at 6427 Cliffdale Road. Now for today's good news. Here is Joshua Goodman. Good morning from the All-American City. This is Pastor Josh, and have I got some good news for you. In a time when so many want to unpack, talk about, discuss the problems, circumstances, situations, all of the negative garbage, I want to bring you some good news. Listen, isn't it crazy that the holidays are already upon us? Friends, here in Fayetteville, we have so many great festivities that we do. Um, everything uh, from doing uh, the Ebenezer Scrooge thing downtown at Dickens Christmas um, to the lighting of the tree. So many just great, fun, festive things. Make sure you get out there and are a part of everything that's going to go on this holiday season. At Cliffdale, I tell you what, we do this huge Thanksgiving Day feast. There's turkeys and hams and ducks, roast pork, mashed potatoes potatoes, yams, greens, green bean casserole, literally the whole nine yards. And this year, as soon as we're done with our uh, church day feast, then we are going out to my mother-in-law's house and we get to do it all over again. There's the festivities of things like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Christmas parties and family festivities, all of this stuff. And how about this? The news is telling us that we need to almost cancel Christmas, that the supply chains are broken, that Santa may not even make his rounds this year. Friends, let me give you two very quick points. Listen, if we can't buy from overseas, which I don't recommend anyway, let's buy local. Listen, you can support the local businesses of Fayetteville and Cumberland County, and you can make their Christmas worthwhile. Number two, the reality of the matter is that fear sells. And the news would tell us that we need to be scared. We need to be afraid. They polarize us and desire to divide us. But I can tell you this, that we're much better. We're much more fulfilled. It's much more fun when we work together and we're unified. In Psalms 133, 1 and 2, David writes this. He says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head, running down the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down the edge of his garments. Friends, that is what community is all about. And the reality is, if you're not a part of one, you're simply missing out and you don't have to be alone. This is Pastor Josh, and that's your good news. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. Uh, in the Cabinet or on the Cabinet? Are we on it or are we, we in, in it? it? I, I think know. things go in the Cabinet. I, 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 but I'd rather be on it than in it. <laughs> on the Cabinet, it's going to fall. <laughs> we're going to break the Cabinet. Well, we, we're either on it or in it. And, uh, I'm privileged uh, to have uh, Mr. J. Antoine Minor with yeah, us today. Yeah. The Bishop, well, ladies welcome, and gentlemen. Bishop. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, let me hit the bell. And Pastor Joshua Goodman. Yes, yes, good yes, sir. Morning. Yes, sir. Get the bell. Hey, hit the bell for Josh. Everybody get a bell. Pastor Josh. Um, we've got another pastor in the room with us today. That we do. Let's have church. Let's right. ha- let's take it to church. Yeah, you you said this episode was only going to be an hour or so long, but you got three preachers in there. Yeah. I don't know that that's even possible. It's not possible. Well, luckily we air early enough on Sunday mornings <laughs> to where you can still get yeah. to lunch. <laughs> You will miss the lunch crowd. <laughs> we are honored to have Mr. Troy Williams with us today. Yes, Welcome, sir. Troy. Welcome Welcome Thank out. you so Welcome much. Out. Thank you so much. And, you know, you and I, we go back 30-some-odd years. A couple years. And uh, it's just it's good. You know, I got a big joy today when we spoke on the phone because your picture popped up. And I just smiled before I answered the phone. So it, it's always uh, great to talk to you and great to be in touch with you. Sure, man. You knew me when I had hair and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday. Um, you know, Troy, we were uh, talking about the article that you had written last week, uh, or our last show, which was actually two weeks ago. Um, and it spurred so much conversation uh, with us, I wanted to invite you in to let's talk about that. Sure. Uh, before we go there, I want, you know, I knew you back, uh, you were with the uh, Cumberland County Sheriff's Department. Right. Um, I think, did you uh, move over to the city for a, a minute? No, I didn't. I left the Sheriff's Department. I was, um, I was uh, a drug agent for almost like um, seven years. Okay. And uh, then they threw me in be on the SWAT team. I said, they're trying to kill me. So (laughs) (laughs) I left and uh, actually I went into the mental health field. Uh, I was a substance abuse guy. Everybody got DWI. DWI had to come past my desk. Right. uh, Created a program, stopped working for kids. And matter of fact, became a model program, got state awards and even got national awards for trying to keep kids off drugs and stuff like that. We were dealing with like 18 different public housing areas and uh, had an after school program where Monday through Thursday we were there with the kids and hired people, uh, what I call indigenous parents, mm-hmm. out of those neighborhoods mm-hmm. to work with those children right. and got money to pay them. Nice. Uh, and also uh, got uh, housing authority uh, because of the money we were paying them not to raise their rent. Yeah. And DSS did not mess with their food stamps. And, uh, I mean, it was uh, an exciting program, man. Now, was, uh, that, was that here in Fayetteville? Yes. Oh, then let me say as a resident, thank you. Thank right. you. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Guys who do that for years, man, I appreciate that so much, the sacrifice given for our community. And are you from here? Were you born in Fayetteville? I was born in Harnett County okay. uh, in a little community over there called uh, Bun Level. All oh, right. And yeah, uh, I so I lived uh, there until I was about a teenager, and then uh, my parents bought a home. Uh, they call it Sand Hills, but actually it's a lending address. Okay. A linen address in Harnett County. So it was right on the line there. Right. And so I guess I was about 20 minutes. Boy, that area has grown, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's exploded, man, because, you know, the tax base. <laughs> yeah, right, right, just over the line. All you got People, to- look. White flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody it's likes so Texas. That's true, right? right. Folks are getting out of the city. Right. Um, so where'd you go to high school? I graduated from Lillington High School. Okay. And that's the same school that Bob Edwards, uh, the congressman graduated right. from. And Mr. Morgan, the U.S. State Senate. Okay. Yeah. So they are a part of our esteemed alumni. Very nice. Very nice. I've, I've always known you as a conservative man. Right. Um, and I guess our our ethics have always uh, kept us aligned. Right. So even from a distance with your Facebook post and the other, uh, your articles that you write for the Fable Observer and so on, I always keep up with you. Uh, even though we don't get to see each other and, and talk as much as I'd like. So it's uh, it's certainly... Sure. It's, Our history goes way back. I remember when you were the youngest uh, little fellow there on the on the council. <laughs> man. Like, I thought they'd be pushing you in there. When, what's the little <laughs> car they call? They push kids around there. <laughs> he was red, young, The man. little red wagon. <laughs> I mean, you know, pass him a Similac. I mean, oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we do go back that far. Uh, I was the youngest ever elected to the Fayetteville City Council. Right. And... Um, 
you um, you've been uh, a friend uh, since yeah, before that, right? So. You know, I remember you know when you did run for uh, office um, to uh, state senate against oh, the, all, yeah. the almighty powerful uh, Tony uh, Randy that right, time, right? Uh, Tr. Yeah, you had me to uh, represent you one night over to Federal State, yep. and uh, I got out of it with my life. I want you to know I put my <laughs> life in <laughs> Well, I knew you'd get booed. I didn't know you'd get threatened, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Troy, let's talk about the article that you wrote, because it was it was quite interesting. And for those of you who, um, who are listening to us now that didn't catch what we had talked about before, I invite you to go back and listen to us on podcast. Uh, uh, so it's the show before the one you're listening to now. But it had to do with white flight out of the city of Fayetteville. Sure. So give us some background on that. Well, you know, uh, kind of the reason why I started talking about that, there has been a um, a great discussion, if you will, mm-hmm. about the composition of the council and whether or not some people wanted to change from all single-member districts mm-hmm. to yeah. a at-large system with some single-member districts. Mm-hmm. And... Some of the opponents of it, uh, primarily African-Americans and some, I would say, very left-leaning liberal whites, are saying, oh, no, it's going to be unfair to African-Americans. And, you know, I'm kind of a numbers guy. I mean, I really dig into the numbers. Dig into the numbers, you'll see that there are more black people living in Fayetteville than all white people. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's 45% African-American, 33% white. So. Why would you be scared? Are, do you, are you afraid that the black people are not going to vote the way you want them to vote? Mm-hmm. I mean, hmm. this whole thing is about putting something on the ballot and allowing the citizens to make a decision yep. about what type of council makeup they want. Yeah. And so this whole thing of, it'll be racist, the white folk won't take over, and the ones from Haymound and all that, that's okay. Well, you know, I started looking at some data, uh, and I was like, much to my surprise, uh, since 2010 till now, 20,000 people uh, that are white, that number shifted. Mm-hmm. 20,000 people left the city. Right. Mm-hmm. Since okay. 2010. Ten. So that's in, what, 11 years. Right. You said well, 20,000. Yeah, well, well, the, the census is going to end on 2020. But still, so it was 10-year it, period. Right, it's about 2,000 uh, white people per year. Yeah. Wow. We're leaving. Okay. So, you know, that's significant. And uh, I bear that down to now. This is data from the experts that did something for the city. You can go on their city website and you can find it in there. They did a demographic study that they uh, presented to the city around 2018. Okay. So now, this is what they're saying. Okay, if you have a white person making $100,000 a year, the average African-American or minority person is going to be making $72,000 a year. Hmm. So, whites make 28% more mm-hmm. than blacks. Okay. So even if you had the same number of people leaving, your revenue is yeah. leaving more with white people yeah. than it because is. Because they have a higher income stream. Exactly. You gotcha. see what I'm saying? Exactly. So, you know, and that's to take with that, you know. So uh, if you look nationally, um, places where there's been what they call white flight, um, when all the whites pull out, hey, look, you got empty buildings. Yep. Income is not there, and then next come the crime element and blah. So, mm. you know, you wind up becoming a Detroit, so to speak, you know? Hmm, I was talking about Detroit today. Now, white flight is also akin to what they call black flight. Okay. In, in 1990, talk about black flight. So middle class black people have the same interests. They want, they want good schools, yeah. Right? Yeah. and they want to feel safe. Yeah. Yep. And they have these other issues that, you know, they want dog parks and all these other things. They, they want <laughs> the, the niceties, too. Yeah, it's all about pools. quality of life. Quality yeah. of life. Yeah. Don't so, care what color you are. Yeah. Right. Well, if you can leave, you're going to leave. Yeah. But if you're poor and you can barely catch a bus across town, it's not like you're going to be packing up and Correct. Yeah. going somewhere yeah. else. Right. But, yeah. you know, when you look around here, okay, you got Anderson Creek uh, out there near Linden Oaks mm-hmm. and the golf course. And out there, look, there are people to drive in. Yep. A number of white people uh, moved to Moore County, mm-hmm. and you got Harnett County, and even some moving to Hope County. Hope County yep. So, you know, it's like, hey, look, I ain't putting up with this. I drive over here and work, but yeah. I ain't going to live here. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So we might get some sales tax off of them, but at the end of the day, 
They choose not to live here. And we're, we're not getting that ad valorem tax. We're right. not getting the property tax from them. Right. Wow. Yeah. And, and so at the end of the day, I think that it's a bad thing for all of us, and I think it's something that we need to fix. My concern and my response would be, okay, a lot of times on a job, if you leave, leave a job, they do an exit interview. You know, mm-hmm. were you happy here? Why are you leaving? Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, they got research for everything else. They, they researched the homeless. Yeah. Why can't they go find out why people are leaving our community? Yep. Right. And, and I think that's a fair question. Yeah. Well, and how much of that, because we talk about it all the time, how much of that do you believe is based on crime? Yeah, I was just about yeah. to ask that question. Well, I think that, look, people do not feel safe, you know, and so some of the more liberals are saying, oh, you know, uh, if you talk about crime, it, it, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a dog whistle. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, my column last Sunday talked about that. I mean, no, talking about crime is a real thing. It is. <laughs> now, you know, is. I used to be a cop here. <laughs> yes, there was crime here, but you kind of sort of knew where you could go yeah. to avoid it. it right? yeah, and where not to go. Exactly. But, you know, now, man, kind of spread out, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. when you are a cancer-ridden white guy over on uh, Owen Drive walking out of a store and some people are casing you right. Right, and beat you to death in the middle of the day, that ought to alarm everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and that's pretty much where we are now, you know. Um, you see some stuff, you know. Now, I was involved 10 years ago also, so thereabouts, with what they call driving around black. So now, let me say this from the onset, that stopping people, a whole bunch of people, is not going to prevent this, because it didn't then. Right. Correct. Yeah. What they said was, oh, we got to get all these guns off the street. Well, at the end of the day, <laughs> they, they had something like 60, yeah. had 6,000 stops. Yeah. Found something 80 times. And that was found something, a knife, a, a piece of weed. Yeah, it got nothing. It did nothing. <laughs> so stopping everybody yeah. is not going to change that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying I have the answers for it, but they pay some people some nice salaries downtown. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. They figure it out. Yeah. And, and, and in my opinion, they should be figuring it out. Yeah, yeah I yeah. agree. I agree. How, how, you know, we're talking about crime and, and how much of this, as you said, white flight. Uh, I think, I, I, don't, I don't know if it, in your research, uh, you identified any uh, evidence of black flight in Fayetteville. Yes, it is. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm looking at that. When you look at crime, I, I heard someone say, I don't want to call their name, but it was uh, Jimmy Buxton from the NAACP. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to call anybody out on <laughs> He said that crime has nothing to do with the people that you elect into office. Uh, my position on it is that um, Policy has a lot to do with crime, and policy is is we get policy through our policy makers Correct. when we elect into office. Yep. So, how much of this white flight, black flight, uh, as Mayor Nat said, the crime issue? How much do you think of that is attributed to? Um, I'll just say it blatantly: poor leadership in the city. I believe personally that it contributes a lot to it. Let's let's talk about what happened May thirtieth last year mm-hmm. when. If you know that you're not going to allow the police to respond yeah. to fire, you know, no emergency personnel, period, yeah. is going to respond to all of what happened downtown mm-hmm. and all these stores, tell us. Yeah. Because, you know, you got special police. You can hire, you know, special police uh, mm-hmm. yeah. in North Carolina. You know, yep. North Carolina is the only place where you can't do a citizen's arrest, too, if you didn't know that. I didn't know that. I really. didn't know that. Right. Really. I know you watch... Uh, 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 Gomer on uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, that. that, that's why we have uh, special police in this state. Huh? However, you can hire your own special police now. So, if the people downtown have been afforded the opportunity to respond to yeah. that situation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. the way that would have been okay for us to understand, other than you call and say, "No, we ain't coming," yeah. and they down there trying to burn down stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, what white person want to deal with that? You see yeah. what I'm saying? Now, mind you, because the majority of people down there overwhelmingly was white. Yeah. They were on the second floor. You know, a city ordinance doesn't allow you to live on the first floor. Yeah. So here they are, a level up. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to burn the level down. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. Uh, I believe that when information like that goes out, people become very, very, very fearful. Yeah. And, uh, hey, look, they're like, I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. yeah, and then you see businesses that are many businesses have pulled out of downtown, have left because of the they they don't feel safe yeah. in the city. You know, after what happened last year, as you said, when you have 
police officers being told to stand down, and you have people in distress, fearful, and they're dialing 911 to be told by a 911 dispatcher that officers have been told to stand down. Right. You know, that you lose a lot of confidence yeah. Yeah, in, your in, in, in your local police and in the leadership in the city. Yeah, absolutely. And that hasn't gone away. You know, downtown is, you know, you go downtown now and you see people out there, but it's not like it used to be. Yeah. You can stand tough. Yeah. Or you can... Just let things happen. Exactly. Yeah. There's still a fence around the market house. There's still, still a fence. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I thought it was supposed to be gone by August. It was. It yeah. was. Are they going to do the Christmas tree this year? Does anybody know? I mean, I, they, you can't do well, it. Well, I mean, then they just asked for like $180,000 for a Christmas event. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'm just wondering. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to know when the fence is going to go away. I mean, it's yeah. been there. Oh, I know when it'll go away after the election. That's, yeah. That could, could very I'm well just be. saying. Or, me, or just before. Yeah. Or just before, you know. We, we, I, I want to go, go on to the topic, too, a little bit more, because we were talking about the white flight, black flight. You can't talk it, about that. I know, I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, so much of that has to do with uh, the, the, the ability to, to leave the city. Right. Uh, years ago, went down and did missions work after Katrina hit Louisiana. And uh, the church I was working with down there, the, their biggest point was like, look, the people who are here now, are the homeless, right. the, the, mm-hmm. those who are destitute, um, those who don't have the choice. And, uh, you know, Troy, what you said, you don't have the answers. Um, but, man, uh, as people, all of us here, having been in Fayetteville years, poured out our life for it, um, what kind of things do, do, can we do, you know, are making our voice heard, which mm-hmm. some of us do that better than others, <clears throat> Bishop, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, but, but as common citizens and our listeners, what kind of things do they need to be worried about, thinking about, and uh, is there anything they can do? Well, I would say one thing real quickly. I know you got to go to a break. That you See, we made a list last the early part of this year. We were number 55 in homicides mm. on the CBS News uh, thing, um, Murderville, if you want to call yeah. it that, mm. Murder Row. We were 55 out of 65 wow. in the nation. They looked at the, the most dangerous. Wow. Now, yeah. look, that was when we had... 24 murders mm. in one year. Yeah. In one year. We're on track right now with 10 weeks left probably to have 50. Yeah. For real. Wow. So we made the list at number 55 with 24 murders. And we're now we're, and we, now we're on the list. I mean, we're on track. Cause we, double that. Because we're at 39, I think, right now, uh, which is high as we've ever been. We're, on, we're, on, we're probably going to make 50. Those and kind of records we don't want to break. Exactly. No, absolutely not. Listen, we are privileged in the studio to have Mr. Troy Williams yes, with us. Uh, Troy, it's been a long time. So glad you're with us. Bishop Antoine Minor. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Bishop. Thank you. And Pastor, what, what am I doing I in the <laughs> middle of all these preachers? <laughs> I know, right? Well, Surrounded, brother. We got you right yeah. where we were. <laughs> Lift those dirty hands yeah. before yeah. the Lord. I'm either living right. <laughs> we're going to give an altar call here pretty soon. You better or, watch out. <laughs> or I'm not. And, and Pastor Joshua Goodman. Greetings and salutations. Great, great to have you. And uh, hey, listen, hang out with us. We'll be back in uh, just a couple of minutes and continue our conversations. This is your announcer. Welcome back to the smartest 90 minutes of morning radio with the former mayor and the Carolina cabinet.
And welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. We are fortunate enough to have here on on the Cabinet or in the Cabinet. i got to get that straight, yeah. which one it is. Pastor Joshua Goodman. we hello, got a hello. Cabinet. Mr. J. Antoine Miner. Here, here. And our special in-studio guest, Mr. Troy Williams. Welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome Appreciate sir. that. Appreciate yes, sir. <laughs> you took your Jay bell back. Antoine, I did. Jay, <laughs> hey, Antoine hey, stole my bell, bell man. man. Don't be taking his bell. <laughs> Uh, that, that's the uh, You can ring my bell Oh no Oh no 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 We're not ringing bells No no okay. no Never mind keep going Praise God uh, we were talking about crime rate, how policy affects that. We were, uh, during the break, we were talking about a whole bunch more stuff that we can pick up and talk about that. But Mr. Troy Williams is in the studio with us because on the last show, we discussed white flight. And that had to do with an article that he had written in the Fayetteville Observer uh, that same week. And uh, we had good discussion and a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just wanted to invite Troy on because... We're friends. Sure. You know, I appreciate that. You know, I tell people, look, um, I'm a numbers guy, so, you know, get mad at the, uh, the calculator, not me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just repeating uh, what happened. Yep. Why it happened, I don't know. Yeah. But the, the fact is, you know, um, the income uh, variance between minority people and white people and the number that are here and the ones that are leaving those are facts. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking, um, and tell me if, if I'm hearing what you're saying correctly about white flight, and I guess flight and period, those who are yeah, leaving the city. Yeah, I don't know that city, it's necessarily right, just right. white. It's, it's um, the ones who will suffer from this exodus will be lower income sure. individuals because they can't leave. And when you pull out the middle class and the higher uh, pay grade uh, individuals in the city, regardless of what their color is, you're going to lose economics sure and um you know a lot of people will say oh who cares who cares white flight let them go but when you start looking at the economics of it and how how losing that economic uh bracket really hurts the people in the city who are you know we you look at it now we got over six thousand people in Fayetteville probably more who are facing evictions true um and we're going into a holiday season and and as 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 the higher income brackets leave, a lot of them are business owners. Sure. They take their businesses with them. Yeah. So that means jobs leave as well. So, you know, when you wrote the article, I'm curious how much pushback you got on this article. You being a man of color writing an article about white flight. Oh, I mean, I, I got uh, quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I'm not afraid to tackle tough subjects. And so, um, I mean... I don't write about the little fluffy <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? I've, I'm here on the planet. I've uh, mm-hmm. been here six, six years and don't know how much long I'm going to have left. So I might as well be trying to do something with the time I have left. <laughs> right. so Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's, that's, uh, that's how I feel. When, that's right. But look at Spring Lake. Okay, Spring Lake could be an example. We know that the government is taking over out there. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a backdrop to that, too. Uh, when DOT put that robe through there, I'm told by a legislator, but somebody that would know that, I'm told that they lost 80 businesses. 80. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that got sapped out of their uh, economy. Yeah. Businesses, you know, jobs. Right. So I'm yeah. saying, right. And so, yeah, uh, there's been some mismanagement probably there, but still there were some other issues too. And, they, and now they need to be rescued. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would happen if we lost that percentage of? Now, I'm not saying that number of jobs. Yeah, right. but I, the percentage I, across w- the board. Right. What if we lost that kind of percentage here? What's going to happen? Yep. You see what I'm saying? And because those people out there screaming defund the police, it won't be one. I yeah. mean that y- you will defund the police when yeah. they don't have the money to pay them. That's it. Yeah, you yeah. Know what yeah. I'm saying yeah. Uh, those, those guys got to get paid one way or another. Exactly. You so and, and I don't think that's something that people have thought through yeah. very well. Yeah. You know, I, I tell people all the time. I'm. I'm. Listen. I'm all for defunding the police in your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't defund them in mine. Because when I dial nine one one, I don't want a counselor. Yeah. I need somebody coming with, right. with with a nine millimeter something. Help me. My dog right. ain't working. Help right. me. Yeah. Right. And the reality of it, guys, is that these guys, they work for a paycheck. That's yeah. just what, you know, yeah. it's kind of yeah. like I tell my congregation sometimes, look, PwC makes a church pay for its electricity just like it does everybody else. That's, yeah. that's just, just, just yeah, I try. <laughs> but that's just the reality of it, right? right? And these cops, whether at, at whatever level, they're working for a paycheck. Now, these businesses leave and the reality takes place. This thing snowballs. You suddenly don't have the tax dollars. Right. You suddenly don't have the police. And boom. 
your spring loan. And, and mm-hmm. uh, when was the last time you heard of a municipality actually lowering your taxes, yeah, right? right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we play tricks. We'll lower the tax rate. Yeah. But we'll increase the value of your home to do it. Yeah. So, yep. uh, you know, there, there, there's a balancing act. But in this case, if you lose a chunk of income, city budget remains the same. Yeah. Then who gets more taxes? Those who can't afford it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's the predicament we'd be in. Well, you know, Cumming County has had, uh, of course, you know, high sales tax anyway. One time we had one of the, one of the highest sales yep. tax yep. in the state. That's yep. true. So, and, and that affects everybody. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yep. Yeah. Across the board. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, we're talking about white flight. We're talking about um, what's, like you said, you don't know completely what's, le- what's causing it. But we can look at certain things that are happening crime, around the city, you know, like crime, quality of life, uh, uh, leadership in the leadership community. Leadership in yep. the community, le- the city leaders. And, and that really starts to pull at um, the economics. When you yeah. look at, you know, we got Fort Bragg right here. Yep. You have major universities like Methodist and Fayetteville State. Um, a lot of those people, when they graduate Fayetteville State or graduate Methodist or retire out of Fort Bragg or ETS out of Fort Bragg, they leave Fayetteville. Right. Yeah. And, and they take talent and economics with them Absolutely. when they go. Yeah. So we have to find, I guess, ways in Fayetteville where we, we become more appealing to, to those who are here and keep them here. Yeah. But with high crime, you know, uh, I think last time we were on, we talked about, what, 40 homicides at that point. Uh, 33 cases, 40 homicides. Something like that, yeah. And within a few days, we had a, a yeah, double homicide, yeah. murder-suicide, and then we had yeah. another one, and it's just constantly climbing. Well, So it's not only crime. It's, it's not only it's, crime. It's other things. It's the mm-hmm. way that we conduct business. Yeah. And as mayor, I fought hard to ease our development standards because what we were doing is we were taking our homegrown developers, yeah. these guys like – Ralph Huff, yeah. who dedicated his life yeah. to mm-hmm. making sure that we are, you know, done yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 Riddle was yeah, another JP. one. Yeah. J.P. Riddle, yeah. who who developed these neighborhoods and made the city grow, right? Yeah. What's Sonny, happen- Sonny Floyd. Yeah, anyway, I can right. go on all day. Right. These guys all, who, the, all day yep. with these developers. What's happened is we our, our standards for development have become so high they're finding it easier mm-hmm. to develop out of town. Yep. Mm. There is no reason in the world why Hope Mills has blown up the way that Hope yep. Mills blew yeah. up. Yep. Because Hope Mills was nothing but no. a little tiny yep. place outside of the city of Fayetteville. Yep. We ran folks out. Yeah. We ran folks to Hope County. Sure. We ran folks up to Harnett County. No, no, it's, let me let it, me rephrase. We are run no, no, not we ran. No, we are running. We are running. These, this is yeah. taking place Present right tense, now. Right. Yep. But but our, the leadership is what's doing that. Yeah, and as long as we, I don't want to use the word embellish, but as long as we, I thought he was going to say embezzle. <laughs> but it's a whole, as long as we take what our standards are, and then add state standards, and then add something else on top yeah, of it, yeah. there's no way to develop an affordable home here anymore. Well, not just home, but business. I'm talking as a nonprofit, shopping center, you know, church, whatever it is, whatever um, it is. The, the things I have to go through, the cost. What, what the cost I have to go through to build, and the the the, the stuff, the red tape I've got to get cut right. through, is uh, literally in my ministry life. And friends out there, I've ministered everywhere from Haiti, Dominican Republic, China, Russia, Africa, all over the world. But my most challenging time in ministry is a building project at Cliffdale Christian Center. Yep. Wow. Yep. <laughs> and, but see, but think about it. So here's the dig. Um, so some of, and it's not just black people. It's liberal whites. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, you know, when you say leadership, you say, oh, you're trying to get rid of them black people down there. You're just mad because there's eight black people out of ten. <laughs> when actually it's not that. It's not the color of the skin. Exactly. You know, it's just like, look, yeah. you may or may not be old enough, but when Bear Bryant, uh, Alabama, was all that back in the day. Yeah. Even not now, but back in the day. Yeah, I don't think I'm. I mean, up. right? I mean, they was like winning everything, but other people were playing black players. And guys coming in from Southern Cal and all us. He, we went back and told him, said, "Look, y'all may not want to play black people, but if you want to win, you're gonna have to start playing black people." <laughs> and Alabama opened the door to black players. Are um, we talking about sports? Yes. Yeah. Sports. No, <laughs> that's over. That's no, but, but but understand. But I'm, I'm just using that as as a, as a parallel mm-hmm. here. If you are a quality leader, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Quality folk don't leader. care who 
color you yeah. are. That's you right. right. They don't care. You know that's what I mean? Right. That's, yep. that's, that's the dig that's there. You know what I'm saying? Who cares? Yep. Because like my thing is that I don't look. I don't care whether or not I have a black legislator or a white legislator. As long as that legislator. I just want an effective yep. that's legislator. Right. There that's you right. go. There you go. It doesn't matter with me because I'm not laying in bed. Oh, geez, it's a brother right there. When I mean by brother, I mean by mm-hmm. black guy. I just feel so good about that. And even though I'm doing very bad yeah. and they ain't bringing nothing home for me, <laughs> right. I feel very good about that. No. My opportunities exactly. are limited. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and and so, I mean, we can apply that to Fayetteville, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Um, in, in absence of really great leadership and people to say this is where the buck stops, right. instead they pass the buck, um, I mean, we could say, well, goodness sake, are we better off today having gone through or were we better off? Because we should be. If we're progressing, we should be better off today than we were five years ago, ten years we ago. We should be. We should be. But yeah. I don't know that that's the case. Uh, yeah, that, that – and that's what I understand about this progressive movement. It's so regressive to me. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't seem to move us forward. It seems to constantly draw us backwards. Yeah. And, you know, you, you talked about quality leaders. That's what we need. That is – I think that's that's really what we need in order for this city to be the city that, that she is – destined to be. Fayetteville is a great city. I'm not she originally from Fayetteville. The, the people are what make Fayetteville exactly. great. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Agreed. Agreed. And so um, when you start losing, when you have, um, when you don't have quality leadership, you start to lose quality people. Mm-hmm. And that causes, that has a negative That'll effect preach, across preacher. the That's what I'm talking about. Well, come on, son. <laughs> come on now. If a, if, if a church, I mean, if, apply it to us, right? If a church doesn't have good leadership, yeah. on, you know. You better go ahead. Go home. Uh-huh. <laughs> My cash app is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's yeah. reality. It's, yeah. it, it is nickels and noses. If you if you have poor leadership, then at the end of the day, the, the pews are going to be empty. Right. The same thing in a city. Because I think anything, whether it's a church, a city, a business, anything, it is only as it is only as good as the leadership that's leading it. Agreed. You know, and 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 when you talk about leadership, you know, who's leading that ship? And if they lead in that ship in the wrong way, we're gonna hit a, we, we're gonna hit us an iceberg, and we're gonna find ourselves in the Titanic situation. And I think that's where we are starting to find ourselves now. That we're, we're seeing this stuff happen. We're, we're, we're seeing. Uh, the signs that that there's 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 chaos up ahead. There's, yeah. We're in the middle of it, but there's chaos up ahead. Let me let me ask you, Troy. So uh, we've talked about things like crime, mm-hmm. right? Um, what, in your opinion, what other factors mm-hmm. um, uh, could could we could we kind of aim at and say, hey, this this may be a factor for the flight. I'm not even going to call it white sure. flight because of the flight in Fayetteville schools. I mean, there's no place oh, to build wow. new schools. In the city of Fayetteville. Yeah. When, when's the last time there was a new school built? Yeah, we've reallocated In the them. city of Fayetteville. What I mean, that? Jack Britt, maybe. Right, yeah. but, but Jack Britt, actually, you want to think about it, is not like, you know, you know where Jack Britt is. Oh, you, yeah. have, you have to drive past Hope Mills to get to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jack Britt, <laughs> right. even though you kind of annexed around and, and there. Right, yeah. right on the edge but, of Hope County. Right, right, that's what I'm saying. You kind of annexed around there. That is a place where there was white flight. Yeah. I mean, they went there. And black for flight. that new school, right for the new school. So I'm just right. saying is that you know, uh, there used to be the strong African American communities in the city used to be Bardell, mm-hmm. and then North Hills, and then what's the one off of Country Club Drive? You know that was a, a latter one in the nineties, like Hillendale. Yeah, Hillendale, right. But let's face it, that's not the case anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when people come here with real money, they're not seeking to live in either one of those places. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're they're trying to go out towards. Jack Britt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And if they got the real money, then they're moving Greystone. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, that's... <laughs> or more County. Yeah, or, or more yep. County. Or right. more County. Yep. Right. Yep. So and I'm just saying, those are the kinds of things that you have. And then some of us, you know, we put our kids in private schools. I mean, my daughter was in a private school, K-12. Yep. Yep. Mm. Then that's what that's what we do, but right. it makes it easier for me because we, we got a private school. You the have church. the private. Well, school. Well, it was a church school. I mean, yeah. Northwood Temple. We live yep. right down the street, yep. and it worked out well for us. Uh, there was some push back, but I tell them, you drive your Cadillac, and I spend my money on my kids, yep. so I don't tell you how to spend your money. Yeah. Right. Don't yeah. tell them how to spend my money. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And, 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 and you, could, you could send a kid to private school for less than you're spending on the Cadillac. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, it's all about priority. That's it. And uh, we feel like we made a good decision. She's a DVM oncologist. Come on now. One, one let me brag on you a little bit, <laughs> one of only a handful of veterinary oncologist in the country. Wow. Wow. That's <laughs> it's not a lot of those around. Yeah. Especially to look like her. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my thing is that 
I think that we can make those kinds of decisions to make this a quality place. Right. But now, even before now, she wanted to be a a, 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 a vet real young. Yeah. But she told me very clearly, Dad, I do not want to live in Fayetteville. Wow. And I know a lot of people whose children say that. Um, here, here I am. I can tell you like my kids. So uh, my son raised here, raised in ministry with me, went to UNC. And uh, that's, where, of the that's arts. where you went wrong. School of the arts, school of the arts. And so, um, and now it's, he's the sky is blue, the sky not is dark blue. blue. When it's dark blue, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no. a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then reload, I mean, literally across country, you know, he, out in LA. Um, my, my third daughter is now in college up in Pennsylvania, okay. Pennsylvania. And she tells me, she's like that. I'm, 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 I'm not coming back. Right. You know, mm. And so that's that's as a parent, man, because I love this city and, and I, I see all its you know validity and all its good points and and then to hear my kids be like, no, no, I, I'm looking for something better. It's like, wow. oh man. So lower lower crime, better leadership, better schools. better schools. Uh, what what are some other? Because I, I believe people in the city they really to want to know. Yeah. Because I, I think people. Even people who are leaving really love Fayetteville, yeah. but it just comes to a point where it's like, I just can't stay anymore. Well, I have to go. Amenities, man. Think about this. You got a dog park, but yeah. the dog park is on right. 301. Right. Come on. Right. right. And you got to go around. One dog somebody. park. Yeah. Right. Really? Have you tried to get there? Right. Yeah. I mean, you got to get But it's the thing is, that one dog park. So, you know, you got put the dog in, the dog is running like, gee, what is, is he trying to get rid of me? Well, I mean, the dog don't know where he's going. Am <laughs> <laughs> well, I being left here? But, but you go to other places, you have Just things. FYI, I, ha- I had another dog park on the uh, on the books. Par- on the park. Okay, so, yeah, yeah and <laughs> when, I, when I went, so did the ballpark, <laughs> uh, the dog park. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, look, come on. I mean, you go to other places. I have a friend that just moved from here to the Charlotte area. And he said, man, you know, I got up and, uh, you know, it's a dog park. New the neighborhood and stuff. I mean, right. it's stuff like that. Yeah, now, that's right. there's some things we're trying to do right. The Performing Arts Center, if they would put that downtown, that can help us. That, yeah. Because, you know, look, if you've ever been to DPAC, oh, man. Yes. it's really nice. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And check it out. You know, Elvis played it out stuff. Yeah. Okay? Mm. Really. There's nothing negative there, but I'm just telling yeah. you how long ago that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that we have to do better than that. Yeah. yeah. Quick story, so so I can relate to that because I recently switched gyms, right? And I don't know what if gym you, you go you, to. I'm, I can't tell you that I'm, on the. I'm, 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 I'm trying to, brother. Uh-huh. So so it's the, a round table. It's got <laughs> six chairs around it. <laughs> it's and, in the cabinet, and Mama brings <laughs> yeah. dinner to it. <laughs> but but what it came down to is the gym where I was at. Right, they started losing amenities. They started losing equipment, and right. I've been there like 10, 15 years. I mean, oh, wow. it was like going through a divorce. I told them, I'm like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> right. But you're taking all the stuff from me, so I'm I'm cutting out. I'm going to go to the place where I can get the get the stuff I want. White flight. Oh yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I used to go to. I was going to the gym. Too yeah. many skinny people showed up. <laughs> I, no offense, I just I couldn't do it. I, they don't motivate me because yeah. you know you go to the gym and you look at the big guys. You like, yeah, I want to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. But then I look at the real skinny ones and I'd be like, I'll yeah. never attain it. I yeah. just need to go home and get me a burger. I'm, just, I'm done. So, guys, he's talking about me. But I want you to know. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, skinny guy. I no. could have muscles if I want to pick up something heavy. And I'm not going to do it. Right. <laughs> uh, no, no need to start now. No, 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 no. I told myself, hey, look, I'm sorry. I ain't picking up nothing heavy. If it's no. heavier than a biscuit, I'm yeah. not picking it up. So let's talk That's about my guy right here. let's talk about <laughs> this week's editorial. What uh, tell me about your op-ed this week? Oh, the op-ed this week was uh, talking about crime and how we rank inside of that with murders. And uh, you know, look, it can't be a situation where you're making um, the list of the most dangerous places in America. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is um, not a biased report. They look at the number of murders per one hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and we rank fifty-fifth. Which wow. was ahead of Charlotte. Now there were wow. three others on there. You have Durham and Greensboro, and then High Point. High Point is really disturbing. I mean, you know, they ranked higher than anybody, and they only have like one hundred and nine thousand people yeah. there. You know, you know what I what I've seen lately. I've started paying attention to it. They talk about in the releases and the press conferences and stuff like that. We always we meaning the administration, the city administration, talks about investigations, right? They don't talk about the numbers of bodies. Yeah. So we're at, what, 35 investigations? 35 murder investigations. Well, I think we're up to 43 homicides. actual bodies. Because some of those are have multiple homicides. So it's interesting how they're playing with the numbers, and they're accurate. 
right? right. We might only be at 35 investigations. Only? <laughs> but that we know it's of. misleading. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, I, I think that, first of all, you know, homicides are the kind of, kind of crimes that are difficult to prevent, if you will. Because, mm-hmm. you know, most people that kill each other know each other yeah, or right, have right. some kind of relationship, good yeah. or bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, there are models that are out there. Um, I went to Methodist University today. Um, I was invited out by the chief and some others, and they had some stakeholders there. Had some people from across the, uh, the country that were dealing with that, uh, the relationship between police and minority communities and homicides and all that. And they had some pretty interesting people. There are some models that are already out there in place mm-hmm. that have worked with reducing the number of homicides. And I believe that's something that we're going to have to take a look at and something that we got to be willing to do. But here's the deal. If Nat or the Rev here come up and start talking about mm-hmm. uh, that 80% of the people killed look like you and I, Bishop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so some other people are going to get upset. Well, you can't talk about it. Well, they can't talk about that because they live here. You, yeah, it can't yeah, be a situation yeah. where you, you, you're going to say that the 80% of the African-Americans that are being killed can only be discussed by somebody that's African-American. Yeah. yeah. You know, or else, oh, that's a dog whistle. That's a dog whistle. No, I mean, it's not a dog whistle when you just, right. it's, it's in your face, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, how can you not deal with it and see it? Yeah. Know? Yeah. Now, I wondered, was it discussed how many of those crimes, because, you know, here's the other thing I know. Most of this is not random crime. Most of it is somebody that knows somebody and the deal went bad or right. there was an argument between friends and it got heated. Uh, so it's not a random crime. I wonder, do we know how many of those murders were actually random? Don't know, but, you know, we can be assured that a number of them are related to drug uh the drug trade right. engagement and all that. You know, and I, I said to a person, I was talking to a person, and uh, I acknowledged that I'd been in law enforcement. They got a little huffy. Well, you know, I'm thinking myself, I didn't say anything. I walked yeah. away. But I'm thinking, okay, look, idiot. Uh, I took an oath. <laughs> Welcome uh, to, to the Carolina Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to keep your butt and your family safe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now you got an attitude with me. But do you have an attitude with the drug dealers? Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, you yeah. want to make them out of a heroes. I'm saying, you know, talk about them. Well, that's another yeah. problem we have as a society. Oh, right. Well, in, yeah. here in Fayetteville, the opiate <laughs> epidemic, I mean, I'm, I sit on two different uh, panels trying to deal with the, the drug issues here in Fayetteville. It's, 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 I mean, obviously worse than it's ever been. Got a friend who's an EMS who, you know, uh, how many times he, he's got to go on overdose people who, who have overdosed right. because it's, it's huge knock him man i mean can you, yeah. Look, think yeah. Of, yeah think about it and done because i happen to know uh one of those families related to that you know th- three people dead in this hotel room mm. yeah and a little kid was there yes wow yep you know what i'm saying so they were doing drugs in front of the kid mm. and died and died yes and had been in the room two or three days four babies mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying wow and Gosh. that's that fentanyl thing man you know yeah, yeah. Right. but you yeah. see now look then this is going somewhere else but stay with me so when folk was saying, man, ain't taking that shot. You ain't, ain't not been a, approved <laughs> by the, <laughs> by the <laughs> FDA. <laughs> yeah. not really? Go, not going to get vaccinated. <laughs> Look, man, yeah. I, actually, get I vaccinated. actually know people. I know people. Right? I know people who did that. I ain't even. <laughs> I mean, really? You know what I mean? I mean, you know, come on, man. That, that, <laughs> It's not going to get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't well, match up, man, to me. Don't <laughs> but, but be nice to your dealer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. But I'm going to trust uh, Julio down here. Yeah, that he's going to clean my needle or whatever. Right, you know what I'm saying? saying? When he'll sell you anything, anything. You, you don't know what's inside of that yeah. pot, that, yeah. um, that, that pill, that whatever. Yeah, whatever you know? it is. Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Wow. And that's a huge, like I said, that, that still is just, it, it's something as a pastor I've got to deal with often. And so. Sure. Um, goodness sake! The, it was, so it's it's not just a, a, the big what we call the big crime of murder, um, but the the literally you know pandemic of of drug sure. uh, sales and abuse and all that. And know this that that again is going to cause people to flight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You that's know? exactly right. It's um yeah it's challenging. So, so in the last minute that we have, Troy, tell us how do we fix it? Well, I, I believe that it's just going. <laughs> you to, only got one minute. Okay, it's going to cause really serious. Community engagement. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe the good Lord has given every man a measure of faith, meaning that he's put in us what we need yeah. to survive. Right. Yeah. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we got to just stop letting these politicians play with us. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Especially at this level, because we have community. We, right. we yeah. are for this. Yeah. I mean, at this level, I, I, there's nothing I can do about, you know, until, you know, the elect presidential election. But at this level, 
uh, the community uh, has to take responsibility for the community. That that's the bottom line. We can you know we can point our fingers at leadership and things like that, but leadership is going to do what the community allows them to do. That's right, and, and, and the they are, and they are, and they are. And when the community gets fed up enough and says, you know what, enough is enough, yep. and really begins to hold leadership accountable and right. and hold ourselves as a community yep. accountable, yep. we'll see things change. I, I think accountability is a big thing, but we can't point the finger. We no. have to. My mother used to always say. Be careful who you point your finger at because the other end of it points back points at you. Back at you. So per, that personal accountability is definitely necessary. Yep. Hey, thanks again for joining us on the Carolina Cabinet. This uh, this morning we've got uh, Pastor Josh Goodman joining us. Good morning. Who is a regular now. Uh, Mr. J. and Bishop, Bishop. J. Antoine Minor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and special guest in the studio is Mr. Troy Williams. Yeah, thank you for being with us, Troy. Thank you. Great, yeah. great. Great insight. Yeah, hope you'll join us again. Enjoyed you guys, man. Thank you. We enjoyed you as well. Listen, please do us a favor and take time uh, this week to stop by one of our commercial sponsors. Let them know that you heard their message on the Carolina Cabinet. And if you you miss an episode, you can find the uh, best of shows on your favorite (laughs) podcast broadcaster, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. We should do bloopers. (laughs) <laughs> no, we shouldn't no, either. <laughs> Listen, send us a message, like, share, follow us on your favorite social media outlet. We are at the Carolina Cabinet. You can send us an email to the Carolina Cabinet at hotmail.com. And uh, until next time, we are the, the Carolina, Carolina Cabinet. Cabinet. Who them people? <laughs>